0: from the sermons I listen to online to the conversations I have with other pastors, have wonderful relationships uh, with many pastors uh, in our community to the books that I see are flying off the shelves in the the Christian community. I see that now more than ever um, in in the, definitely in the charismatic, spirit-filled Christian community, there is more interest than ever in the gifts of the Spirit. And that's exciting. That's, that's exciting to see. I know as believers, and I know we here at Impact Rock, we're, we're constantly working on the gifts, practicing the gifts. It might sound funny, practicing the gifts. Well, how do you expect to get great at gifts without practicing the gifts? We practice the gifts. So, you know, we're constantly working on the, the gifts of the Spirit, practicing the gifts of the Spirit, praying for the gifts of the Spirit. Oftentimes in prayer, I'll hear, Lord, You know, give me more of your gifts, Lord. I desire the gifts of healing, Lord. God, I desire the prophetic, Lord, to move in the prophetic, to be used in the prophetic. You know, it's it's part of our prayer. Lord, use me. Lord, in words of knowledge, words of wisdom, I desire to be used. We are told to desire gifts. We're supposed to, to practice and cultivate and to desire those gifts. I desire those gifts. But what about those gifts that were given to us at the time of our salvation. In my last sermon, I referred to fruit of the Spirit as life gifts. Galatians 5, and 23 says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those nine are the fruit of the Spirit. Every believer has been given These gifts from God. Gifts given so that we can live life to the fullest. We can live life and live it more abundantly. And not just for ourselves. Live life for God and live it to the fullest and live it more abundantly. And live life being used of Him so that those around us are benefiting from living life to the fullest and and that abundant life. It's not just for us. Being used of God is a thrill. Tell me I'm wrong. Being used use of God, to minister to someone, to encourage someone, to edify. It's a thrill. When we get to be the touch of God, that, my friends, is life to the fullest. And He has given us these life gifts, the fruit of the Spirit, to be able to do so. And we've been given these nine life gifts that I mentioned in seed form. What does that mean? Seed form. That means they've got to grow. They've got to be nurtured. They're tiny. They're cute. When we first received the Lord, we've been given this tiny little, look at little She got a little gentleness. Oh, who got the gentleness? You got the gentleness. But they're not meant to stay in that form. They're not, not meant to stay in seed form. We're going to hear a phrase throughout this message. Gifts are given. Fruit is developed. We've been given the fruits of the Spirit in seed form, but friends, they're not supposed to stay that way. We are supposed to grow. We are supposed to nurture the gifts of the Spirit. Recently at a, um, at a team meeting, we had a refresh meeting recently, and I, was, I made a point about a, a book I read, uh, Triple Threat. Uh, leadership and it talked about three key um, leadership like cores of leadership that every Christian leader has to have vision, strategy, and relationship and it it asks you to identify where you, where you 're within it, and it says no one 's in the middle if you look at it as a triangle and no one 's in the middle but Jesus Jesus is the only one that nailed all three so but where within that do you sit, and are you a a one leadership gift kind of person or a two? And where do you stand? And in doing so, I identified that I have strengths in relationship, I have strengths in leadership, or in uh, vision. Okay? But in the area of strategy, that's an area that is not a strength of mine. If you're on team with me, this is not news to you. I just say, we can do it. Look at it. It's beautiful. It's there. Let's go. And I believe in all of you guys. All of you guys. We can do it together. And We're going to assemble our gifts as we go. Avengers Unite, you know a simple let's go. And the and the strategy people are losing their stinking minds going, there's not a list, you haven't a simple tools, you haven't done any of this stuff. Oh my gosh. I so I need to grow in strategy. As we're going through this on the gifts of the Spirit, friends, the Holy Spirit is going to bring to your attention areas where you are weak in the fruit of the Spirit. Areas that you have got to be intentional about growing. Every single one of us. There's nine of them. Do not be discouraged if you find that you have deficit in the majority of them. That is not what this is about. This is not, this is not, This is, hey, where we're at right now, we're going to critique where we're at right now, and those who have more, hey, you're just better. No. This is a walk We are constantly in this series on the Holy Spirit. Wonderful, not weird. We're talking about our walk with the Lord. We walk out our faith. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. How do you do in those areas? How is that fruit manifest and relevant and revealed? in those areas patience how do you do in patience kindness how do you do in kindness especially when people are just mean and nasty and rude how do you do in the area of kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control if you've believed in Jesus Christ these things are within you but are they seeds right now or are they fully developed Where are they at? And what do you need to be intentional about in growing at? For seeds to grow into fruit, they have to be cultivated. They have to be watered. They have to be nurtured. They have to be placed in display of the sun. They have to receive sunlight. They have to be given attention in order to grow. Friends, how often... I said earlier that we work on and we practice and we pray for and we desire the gifts. How often do we work on and practice and pray for the fruit? Let's be honest with ourselves for a minute. Let's be honest with God for a minute. How many of us are more concerned with working on the gifts of the Spirit and growing in the gifts of the Spirit than we are in the fruit of the Spirit? I ask a difficult question because, friends, if we are unbalanced and we are desiring the gifts more than the fruit, that's a frustrating Christian life. Because when we look at the fruit, those are those things that demonstrate to us that Jesus is alive in us. And we make it the other way around. We go, oh, no, no. If the Lord's moving through me in these miraculous ways of the gifts, that's proof that he's alive. No, my friends. Because God cares more about relationship than what we can do for him. Are we growing in that? Well, to be a a mighty minister of God, we've got to flow in the gifts, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Just try flowing in the prophetic without love. Actually, don't try flowing in the prophetic without love. Don't prophesy. You've got no business prophesying if you don't got love first. Prophecy means edification and encouragement. To edify the the saints, the body of Christ. If I'm going to prophesy over my sister right here and I'm like, the Lord loves you! God, He loves you! What not that, that's psychotic! That's not, that's not godly! What is that? It's scary. <laughs> Friends, don't try and flow in the word of knowledge until you've got the fruit of gentleness on display and flowing from your life. But Lord, I, I wanna, I wanna flow in the gift of healing. And the Lord's like, I want you to flow in the gift of faithfulness, and the fruit of faithfulness. I believe if we put half the effort into praying for and developing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives as we do the gifts of the Spirit, that we'd find something absolutely amazing. If we put in half the effort of praying for the fruit as we do praying for the gifts, we'd be astounded to find out that, guess what? we're going to flow in both. We're going to flow in both. But I pray that God does us the blessing and the favor of withholding the gifts from us until we are committed to Him growing the fruit in us. Gifts are given, but fruit is developed. It's easy to say, well, we have the the fruit of the Spirit in us already because we're saved and the Holy Spirit brought it. So, hey, bring on the gifts. Bring on the gifts. I don't care about the relational things. Bring on the gifts. What would we call a child who at their birthday party said words like that? Immature. At, at minimum. At very immature. Which most children are. Friends, that word should not be used to describe us when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit and desiring the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah, Lord, I, I, I want, bring on the gifts, Lord. I understand there's people that need to be loved and touched, now, I understand there needs to be kindness, but forget that, Lord. Bring on the gifts! Because they're exciting! Because that validates me. Uh oh. Uh oh. Friend, the gifts of the Spirit are not about validating our lives. The, the gifts of the Spirit are not validating our relationship with the Lord or validating our ministry. Did you know that gifts are given to immature, they are. God gives the Holy Spirit gives gifts to the immature. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues when I was when I was how old? Amy four or five, whatever, young, and Amy, more so than me, my sister. Did the Holy Spirit give us the gift of tongues because we were so mature? No. Now maybe our parents were, but more likely. Our parents just presented us with the, with the things of the Holy Spirit at an early age, and so we were hungry for them, and we had hunger for them, but not because we were more mature. God gives gifts to the immature. If you've been given a gift, friend, that is not the validation that, oh my gosh, you've arrived. We're to desire gifts, but the Word also tells us that we're to desire greater gifts. And that comes in the last verse in 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 13 starts with telling us what those greater gifts are. Love. When we see the list of the fruit of the Spirit, what does it start with? Love. I'm not even kidding, guys. If We have no business flowing in the gifts of the Spirit if we don't have love. Because it will not draw people to the Lord. It will only draw people to us and the gifts are without repentance God God'll still use us but friends it, it it's not it's not God who's going to be receiving the glory in that because I think most of the time if we move in these gifts out of immaturity we want to receive the glory i hope it's okay that i'm being honest because we've got to desire our closeness with the lord not just to be used in a mighty way Joyce Meyer says this, we don't know what kind of fruit we have in our hand until it's squeezed. Just as we don't know the strength of our character until we walk through difficult times. When we're squeezed, that fruit, that comes out. That comes out. When I'm pulled in a hundred different directions and someone catches me at the wrong time, the fruit of my actions that come out, sometimes I don't like it. But I see an area I need to grow. I see an area I need to go, oh, Mark, you lacked gentleness. And God wanted that person to receive gentleness at that moment, and you did not walk in that. And then I pray, Lord, I want the fruit of gentleness in my life because it's evidence that you're growing. So give, Lord, increase in me gentleness, grow me in gentleness. Does that make sense? Guys, I'm going to preach, as a team, we're going to be preaching on gifts of the Spirit later on. We love the gifts of the Spirit. I am not bad-mouthing the gifts of the Spirit. But first things first. First things first. What are our, our, our values, our pillars here at Impact Rock? Number one, profound love for God. Number two, genuine love for His church. Number three, demonstrative love for His lost. Friend, it starts with profound love for God profound love for God. When I love Him, and I'm aware of His love for me, and I've been healed and touched and set free because of His love, and I'm, and, and, and I'm confident and secure and bold. That's what boldness is. Confident and courageous. Then I'm able to better love His church, and I'm able to better love the lost and to demonstrate that love. When Marcus Herbert was here, he uh, he gave us a little timeline, a little line, if you will, of where we should be in our desire for the Holy Spirit. And he said, we can't be cessationalists. Cessationalists believe the things of the Holy Spirit ceased. They ceased. The works of the Holy Spirit ceased. The power of the Holy Spirit ceased. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for today. They're good with the fruit of the Spirit. But everything else has ceased. No longer needed. They're called cessationalists. It's ceased. We can't be there because it's not true. Because the Holy Spirit is alive. Because the Holy Spirit is work. Because His gifts are in action. We can't be there because it's false. Over here we have sensationalists. Sensationalists. They're all about the, sens- the sensation. They desire the exciting, the thrills, the high points of the Holy Spirit's. Everything's about the Holy Spirit, and everything is about an experience. It's very experiential. I want to experience the high things. We can't be there because that's not life, friends. That's not. I love roller coasters, and I love the high points because of the thrill of the like with the stomach dropping when you start going down, you know, and then the low points, and that's life. And we live right here in the middle. And there are times we experience the incredible, full, amazing things of God. And they are sensational. But what Marcus said is we are to be... Do you remember the phrase he used? Who remembers the phrase he used of what we're supposed to be? Anybody? The radical middle. We are to be the radical middle. We're not just the middle. The middle is not enough. It is not enough. We're to be the radical middle. Desiring the things of the Lord. Walking in the things of the Lord. Now we're just a jump away from the sensational things of the Lord. But here's here's why that's important, being the radical middle. Everything the Holy Spirit, the purposes of the Holy Spirit and the things He was sent to do were to glorify Jesus. Were to guide us into all truth of Jesus. It was to remind us of everything that was said and done by Jesus. Read. John 14, 15, and 16. That's what Jesus says. This is what the Holy Spirit's going to do. Jesus said, I do nothing except the Father tells me, and the Holy Spirit does nothing except I tell the Holy Spirit. It's this wonderful sense of partnership among our God. So how can everything be about the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit makes everything about Jesus? So we're not to be the sensationalist. We're to be the radical middle. We need the gifts. I'm going to say it again so that no one can leave this place going, Mark was anti gifts. No, I'm anti god I'm anti anything that goes against godly order. First things first. We need the gifts. I need the gifts. I desire the gifts. I pray for the gifts. But also I pray for the fruit. When it comes to leadership, there's no biblical requirement for anointing. None. The biblical requirement for leadership is character. Is character. I know it's not sexy. I know. I... But you know what? If the fruit of the Spirit are primary in my life and displayed in my life, I promise you this. The anointing will come because I'm seeking the Lord and He knows that He can trust me with His anointing which is precious and Powerful. if we, hear me please, if we will develop the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, then there will be a wide open door for a greater release of the gifts of the Spirit in our life. I promise you. I don't promise you. The Word of God promises, and His are true. Mine can be broken. The Word of God is true. If we will pursue the Lord in pursuing the fruit of the Spirit, then there will be an open door for a release of His gifts. Ephesians 4.8 says this, Therefore, it says, when He ascended on high, He led captive a host of captains of captives, and He gave gifts to men. God gives gifts. Men. Gifts are given. Gifts are not what? If they're given, they're not what? Earned. If a gift is given, it's not earned. So why do we think we can earn the gifts of the Spirit by being so diligent in our prayer for those? We don't earn the gifts of the Spirit. And we don't earn the gifts of the Spirit even by, you know, by growth. We we don't earn the gifts of the Spirit even by maturity. But we're in a place where where we can use them in maturity when we receive them. What what do I mean, use them in maturity? I don't think I want an immature person flowing, an immature person without love and without gentleness, without kindness. I do not want that person flowing in a word of knowledge. I don't. Hey, hey, word of knowledge for you God tells me and then they just reveal something that's true but they reveal it harsh and they reveal it mean and they reveal it unkind oh my gosh how in the world is God glorified but that person sure lived good continuing in Ephesians a few verses later verse 11 and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some these are gifts he's given God gave these gifts these are gifts Apostles, prophets, evangelists, some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service to what? The building up of who? The body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. The gifts we're given for the equipping of believers. So that we would grow up and do the work of ministry. So that we would mature and do the work of ministry. The fivefold gifts aren't supposed to do the work of the ministry. As a pastor, as I'm, I'm one of these gifts that I've been given to you, tell them you're welcome. My job is to bring you to maturity equipping you the work of ministry so that you are mature and you can do it. And I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know if that means uh, praying for the person at the cubicle next to you or if that means you're to go off and plant a church or if that means you're to go into another nation and do a mission trip. I don't know. But my job is to equip you for the work of the ministry and to bring you to maturity. And in doing so, that means sometimes I preach messages where I get loud and scare Babies. And that also means sometimes I am very direct and I step on the toes of saints. But I serve the healer who heals toes. So let's do what? Let's grow up. How do we grow up? Let's pray for the fruit of the Spirit, which is evidence of growth in our life. Let's seek the things of God. Let's seek the character of God displayed in the fruit of the Spirit that grows our character. Guess what? When it comes to the gifts of God, they're not for us. They're for someone else. What do I mean by that? When God gives me a gift prophecy it's not for me it's for me to encourage someone else he gave me that gift so that others would be edified he gives me the gift of healing it's not for me it's for someone else whatever whatever gift you want to insert he gives it to us so that we might use it so that others are edified others are encouraged others are are inspired others are set free others are drawn to the Lord but we've made it backwards, friends. We've made the gifts about us. It's for our edification. It's for our validation. It's for our, um, to build us up. No, friends. Just, we give it, and then we use it. I've got these awesome gifts. They're at home. Next time you come by, I'll show them to you. They're sweet. They're at home. Keep them safe. Don't use them. They might break. We give we're given gifts and we use them. When we envy someone else's gifts, then we will not grow on our own. When we envy someone else's gifts, then we resent God for God giving them that gift and not us. And that, that makes us ungrateful when He gives us whatever He gives us. Not everybody has a platform gift. Not everybody gets to talk and 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 you know and be vocal in their gifts whether it's song or encouragement or prophetic or preaching. Not everyone has a vocal gift. Read read Romans 12 and look at a lot of gifts that were encouraged to flow in that are outside of those vocal platform demonstrative gifts. Not every gift is for all to see. Some gifts are done in the shadows if you will. They're not demonstrated in front of big groups. Is that a lesser gift? Do we resent it when God gives us that? Lord, hold on, let's be clear. When I said I want all of your gifts, I meant I want all the ones that bring me attention. <laughs> Romans twelve six says this, 6 through 8. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, the grace given to us, Thank God that He, in all of His grace, gives us gifts. Each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the proportion of His faith, if service in His serving, or He who teaches in His teaching, or He who exhorts in His exhortation, He who gives with liberality, He who leads with diligence, He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Friends, we are to give ourselves to the gifts. We are to use those things given. God gives you a gift, flow in it. I love seeing, even in my children, the gifts. I love looking at Jordan and looking at the gifts he has. I love looking at Acacia and Cadence and the gifts they already have and that they're flowing in them. I don't even know that they realize that that's what they're doing. It's my responsibility to show them the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, and here's why. Look at this gift that is on full display. You're growing in this. The Holy Spirit's alive in you. John three twenty seven. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given him from heaven. Friends, we better... We better use our gifts. We better flow in the gifts. We better be content in the thing is, God has given us because the gifts come from heaven. The gifts come from God. And I, I don't know that you're going to get another one if you don't flow in the one you've been given. I, I'm not the giver of gifts, I can't say. I can just point to some parables to demonstrate that point. Be content with the gift that you have. Once again, the gifts are not a point of pride. They're not so we can feel good about ourselves. They're so that we can be used by the king. The gifts are given for the good and the profit of all. There's two verses I'm going to read back to back that show that. First Corinthians twelve, seven says, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. First Corinthians fourteen twenty-six says says what is the outcome then brethren when you assemble each one has a psalm has a teaching has a revelation has a tongue has an interpretation let all things be done for edification the gifts are given for the good and for the profit of all first corinthians 12 1 says this now concerning spiritual gifts brethren i do not want you to be unaware There's translations that have that word unaware is ignorant. I do not want you to be ignorant. The next thing that Paul says here, I believe what he's saying, is you're paying more attention to the gifts than you are to the fruit. Verse 2, You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by whom? By the Holy Spirit. When you were pagans, you followed make-believe idols. You at some point were inspired by someone to follow make-believe idols. When you were pagans, at some point, someone really charismatic talked you into following rocks. Rocks. somebody really compelling compelled you when you were pagans to to worship that tree. Let's not look at the gifts without looking at the fruits. We're allowed to judge the fruits. We're allowed to judge the fruits. In fact, that's the only thing we can judge. We are not just told we can judge fruits. We are instructed to judge fruits. An eagle doesn't have to convince anyone that he's an eagle. And an apple tree doesn't have to shout to the world, I'm an apple tree! I'm an apple tree! Believe me, I'm an apple tree! You simply look at that tree, you see the apple, apples, and you say, it's an apple tree. You simply examine the fruit. You examine the fruit. My cantion's in town. I'm going to be having lunch with him here soon. My cantion doesn't... He goes all over the world ministering. My cantion doesn't go around saying, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. Look at me, I'm a prophet. Honor me, I'm a prophet. Respect me, I'm a prophet. He doesn't do that. In fact, when someone says, what do you flow in? You know what what description he gives? Fruit. If he talks about what he flows in, he starts talking about Love. And, and the fruit that flows from him. He talks about those kind of things and his love for God. He doesn't sit there and go, Mighty things flow through me, baby. Boom. The fruit of his service to Jesus Christ declares to the world that he's a prophet. The flow of the gifts through him declares to the world that he's a prophet. But he doesn't have to declare I'm an apple tree. Look at me, I'm an apple tree! I, I, I get it, you're an apple tree, I see the apples. But what if you're like, I'm an apple tree, and you're like, those are bananas, those are bananas, they're not apples. Bananas are good, but you're not an apple tree, you're clearly a banana tree. You don't have to make room for your gifts. You don't have to make room for your gifts. Develop fruit, and the Lord will give His gifts. The Lord will make room for him. Once again, first things first. What is our pursuit? What is our prayer? What is our desire? What is our hunger, and why? I hope I am just as passionate when I'm preaching on the gifts of the Spirit. But friends, in the midst of this series right now, we have the opportunity to grow. What about my ministry? What about my gifts? Be more concerned with your kindness. Be more concerned with love. Be more concerned with loving people. Not what you're getting done, not what you're flowing in. Be more concerned with gentleness. Be more more concerned that joy is one of those things that people say wherever he goes, joy is there. You know what? And when I'm in difficult times, I just go to her desk. It's uncanny. There's peace. I don't even know what it is. She didn't even know I'm there. I make excuses to sharpen this pencil or, or make these copies or do whatever. I just go, because peace is always around her. The Lord will make room for the gifts because he's the one who gives them. Be more concerned about being patient. I could care less about your gifts if you don't display the fruit of the Spirit. I could. I could care less. You will not have free flow to use them if you do not flow in the fruit of the Spirit. In our leadership training, if you do not have love, you have no business prophesying. If you do not have love, you, if you don't have the love for God's people, you have no business trying to do things that aren't going to glorify God but might glorify you. But we have no use for them, guys. And I saw the Lord on this. I'm like, God, I'm going to say that. It's in my notes. I didn't wing that. That's in my notes. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to say that. Holy Spirit, tell me if that does not reflect your heart. And he gave me the green light. First Samuel 16:7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance, or at the height of his stature, or at his anointing, or at his charismatic gifts, or at his awesome suit, or at the the incredible blog he has. Because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at our desire to look like him. The Lord looks at our hunger to have his fruit, so the world knows he's alive and we are dead. If, uh, a musician could come forward. That means I'm closing, and I think I'm closing quickly. Church, we got to go deeper and quit looking on the outside. And when it comes to how we want to be seen, how we desire to be seen, we need to go deeper and look on the inside at the fruit that is flowing from within us. Fruit flowing from within us outward touching people. Friends, let's not be awed by someone's gift. Let me personalize this. Do not be awed by any gift I flow in without first looking at the fruit of my life. And don't desire the gifts without first desiring the greater gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 31, but earnestly desire the greater gifts. And I will show you a still more excellent way. And what does he go into talking about? Love. 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 If you don't love, if you do this and this and this, and it's awesome. It's demonstrative and it's but you you're noisy and annoying and of no value to me. Read first Corinthians 13. It's not just for weddings, folks. It's for us to set our hearts on Him and flow with His love. If you do this and you prophesy in my name, but you have not love, it's just noise, friends. Not my words, His. Love. 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 Friends, it's not the gift of healing that brings healing, it's God's love that brings healing. It's God's love flowing to a people that He loves and desires to touch. It's not the gift who brings healing. It's the God that comes through love. You want to flow in the gift of healing? I want to flow in the gift of healing. I want to flow in the gift of healing. First, I should be flowing in the fruit of love. Gifts... Not the sign of your growth. Gifts are not the sign of your growth. They're not. God gives gifts to the immature. Fruit is the sign of your growth. Fruit, because we've been given seeds. We've been given seeds. And if you still just have seeds, if you still just have a seed, if you've been walking with the Lord for a decade, and you still just have a seed of gentleness, but you have no gentleness, my friends, you have not grown in gentleness. And it's not cute anymore. (laughs) The blooming and the bounty of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is meant to show ourselves and the world that God is alive in us and that we are growing in Him. Once again, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And my friends, and you are my friends, and I love you. We should pray for these fruit every day of our lives. Lord, help me to love. Lord, help me to show love. Lord, help joy to be one of the things that I'm identified by, where people know that I'm a follower of you, oh Jesus. Let joy be one of those identifiers. Help me to be kind and gentle and patient. Lord, I'm so impatient and I don't celebrate that. Lord, grow patience in me. Lord, teach me to show self-control. Way too often, Lord, this flesh gets its way. This mouth gets its way. This Facebook post gets its way. Lord, give me self-control. Grow me in self-control. I don't want that seed anymore. I want a blossoming... Orchard of self control. Matthew seven, fifteen through twenty says this Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, and the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Judge fruits. Judge fruits. You can't judge me. I have a judge. He sits on the throne. He is righteous. I have a judge. But you can judge my fruits and I can judge yours. And we can encourage one another and go, brother... There was no kindness in that man. I, I saw the way you know that interact. Can I pray over you and, and will you agree in prayer with me that, that God will grow kindness and our response to be? You saw that fruit, did you? I was yelling it was an apple, but you you saw it. Yes, please pray with me. The world and the church has to see that what we are living is truly what we believe. It's what we say we believe. The world has to see it. The church has to see it. We have to see it. They will know us by our fruits. They will know us by our fruits. Matthew 7, you will know them by their fruits. They will know us by our fruits. They will know us by our gifts. No! kind of fired up on this one. I like it. <laughs> they will know us by our fruits. So get out there and show fruit. Get out there and show fruit. You're telling me that love can't make a difference? You're telling me that peace can't make as big a difference as any of the, the gifts? They're from God. Next week I'll pick up on the fruit of love. We'll talk about the fruit of love. And I truly believe every fruit flows from love. Read First Corinthians 13 and tell me I'm wrong. Every fruit, every one of those nine, it flows from love. Next week, I'm hoping that every person that walks into this place that isn't certain of the love of God will receive just a deep, radical, amazing touch from God. Because when we are touched... By a loving God and we know His love and we can believe His love then we can, we can love in ways that we thought were never possible within us. So it's a good week to bring someone to church. It's a good week to bring someone who's hurting that needs to know that God loves them. Let's pray. Lord, we are desperate for your fruit to grow in our lives. Lord, we want your fruit to grow in our lives. We need your fruit to grow in our lives. We're desperate to grow in you, Lord. Lord, please help me to be loved. Friends, please join me in this prayer. Lord, please help me to love and to be kind. Help me to be gentle. Grow within me patience, Lord. Lord, help me to show self-control. Holy Spirit, cause joy to grow like wildflowers in my life. And cause peace to grow beyond measure in my life. I desire those fruit. I ask you to grow goodness inside of me. Not my goodness, because I am not good. You are good. So grow goodness inside of me and let faithfulness be a fruit by which I am defined, by which I am identified. Faithfulness to You. Faithfulness to You. Not out of obligation, but out of love. Take that seed that You planted within me when I first said, I do to You. When I first said, I believe You and I trust You and I give You my life. Lord, take those seeds and grow them to orchards. So that many can benefit from them, Lord. So that you are glorified in it, Lord. And so that I and we are walking and living life and life to the fullest. In Jesus' name. Amen.